Welcome back to another episode of the Casey Campbell podcast. Casey Campbell with you, of course, and we are pleased to be joined by none other than Jay Harris, of course, who anchor, who's the long, one of the longtime anchors of Sports Center. Um, you mostly can see him on the weekends with Hannah Storm. Um, Jay, how are you doing, man? Good, Casey. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, you know, what a year it's been for, you know, sports fans and sports in general, and especially for you. Um, what has it been to describe the, this la- the last, we can really say year, uh, that you've been, you know, doing this job and, you know, telling stories about sports and stuff? Um, I don't think I could boil it down to one word. It'd be, it'd be a year of adjustment, a year of discovery, um, a year of finding out exactly what you can do when you have to do it. Um, it's, it's been an experience, um, but I always like to keep it in perspective. I mean, I do television, so we have to adjust by social distancing on the set, social distancing in the newsroom, um, not being able to have analysts or people in the studio with us. Um, if I look at the overall, um, global pandemic those are that's easy to do i mean in the united states we just passed the 500,000 mark for people who died of covid yeah um many many more um were hospitalized or caught the virus in some form so the small sacrifice that i've had to do to talk about sports on tv is quite minimal and i don't let myself forget that no um, you know, this has been an inch, you know, it's not just been a year of, you know, with COVID, but especially with all the social justice movements, you know, across the United States as well. From that perspective, what's been important for you to tell the story from that side of things? Uh, it's about time, <laughs> be honest with you. Um, I don't necessarily like, um, you know, social justice movement or civil rights movement because it's all about humans you know right it's a human being thing Mm -hmm. and i think if more of the people who were in positions of power or prominence um would think about others as human beings and be more empathetic uh, do a little bit more study of history. Uh, we wouldn't be where we are. We wouldn't need to have these movements and marches and uproars and everything. Maybe we'd be a little careful going in. Um, maybe there wouldn't be a George Floyd if the overall law enforcement structure in, in America was just a tad bit more empathetic. Um, there wouldn't be a Breonna Taylor or Ahmaud Arbery, if people didn't feel that they were privileged enough to hunt someone down in broad daylight because they thought he was robbing a house when they really didn't. It was just a black guy running through a white neighborhood. I mean, it's, I'm old enough to where I don't have time for stupidity anymore, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. And I'm just, I'm just, tired of people's mess and we're better than this or we like to say we're better than this but 
we don't always act it. And it's past time for us to start acting it. We allow us, we allow ourselves to be pawns in political games. Um, we put ourselves in, we self-label ourselves and put ourselves in boxes, whether it be left or right or Republican or Democrat or conservative or liberal. Why are we limiting ourselves like that? Why? I'm not putting myself in a box. I'm not gonna be limited by some man-made constraint. That's just dumb to me. That, that, why, why would I do that? Why would I wanna want to close off my, my world perspective based on something that someone else said? Why would I do that? So I'm sorry to ramble, but as you can tell, it just, it kind of gets me fired up because I'm just, it, it just bothers me. Yeah. bothers a lot of people, including myself, because of course, you know, I mean, obviously it's, it's, you know, for me being on the, being on having a documented disability with autism, I kind of feel, you know, I kind of feel the left out part of it. Mm -hmm. It's, um, you know, I, it's just, you know, making my way through this business is, you know, is just a challenge in itself. And, you know, being able to talk to people like you who've been around for a long time, it's, it's a, it's a really big deal. So thanks for letting, for talking about those kinds of things with that. But anyway, so what's it like, what's it like, um, uh, having autism, dealing with autism, working with autism in this business, trying to do what you do? Um, really, it's, it's a challenge because, you know, when you have, when you have the, per, when you have, when I, when I first started this, it was like all new to me. I, it's just, you have to, you know, you want to, you know enough about the sport, but you have to know people. You have to talk to people. You have to understand people. People may not understand, you know, colleagues of mine, first didn't understand like what I'm all about. Why do I act a certain way? Why do I, you know, tend to, you know, do some of the things that, that I really, that I really like to do. And, you know, what I'm really surprised about is, you know, the, the support that I've received from it, you know, when you have, that was first the big 10 and, you know, with me, I covered Michigan for three years. I also, you know, NASCAR, IndyCar has accepted me, you know, you know, for who I am, I'm, I'm this is my fifth year doing this. So it's really kind of like just an experience and, you know, Great Lakes Post to who I work for, you know, was with, you know, all the writers and photographers are, you know, high functioning adults with autism. So it's, it's been quite, it's been quite the challenge. You know, I still feel like, you know, I've gotten used to I understand that, you know, not everyone's, you know, going to like you or, and all that. And, but, you know, respect me for, you know, who I am, not how I act. And stuff. How specifically does autism affect you uh, day to day? Affects me, affects me a lot. It's, it's something really, it's, um, you know, just, to, just the interaction, you know, with people sometimes, you know, maybe you get upset at certain, the littlest things make you, you know, upset. I was, I'm, I'm a lot better now because of, you know, my parents and a big support system, especially through school. Um, it's, it's definitely something that, it's something that I've, 
been been very fortunate to have because you know many people because when you know when you were when in the late 90s many people didn't know about this mm-hmm. now it's it's really kind of up there it's really everyone's starting to get it but i just think that you know i think with everything going on in the world with you know not just um for not just you know for pe- people with special needs but you know the system is kind of broken for you know people like me so that's why my boss created the site that I have the site that I work for to give these people an opportunity because the worst thing is the job interview process mm. is the best thing for all this it's it's just um you know when you go to the interview process something like me we tend not to do well in that because when you go in front of these you go in front of these kinds of people it's like you know you're nervous you're tensed up you're sort of that and you really don't know what to expect mm-hmm. it's like they're going to ask you all these t- types of questions and say i don't you know I, I don't really know what like i don't really know the right thing to say here and that's kind of like what we, what people like me struggle with, whether it's just not in sports, it's in, you know, trying to, you know, entry level jobs in corporate America or, you know, it's, it's tough for all of us, but, you know, I've been able to overcome these things and I've, you know, I've gotten a lot of respect. I mean, I've interviewed a lot of people in this job alone. I, I mean, I mean, to cover a top team like Michigan, that was probably a big highlight, you know, now with, you know, me covering, you know, with NASCAR and all that, they've been really, really supportive of me and my, my coverage of the sport. And, you know, it's IndyCar as well. And other form, other forms of motorsport, you know, it's, um, I've done some PGA stuff as well. It's, um, it's been, it's been good. I feel like, I feel like this is the job I've always wanted to do. And um, yeah, I've been, yeah, it's been a tough road and I still have a long way to go, but I'm going to get there. Good. Good. I didn't mean to become, I didn't mean to flip it. I mean, no, one, no. that's it's what I do, <laughs> uh, but I was curious. So I just, I needed to ask. So thank well, you for answering. Hey, no problem. Um, so kind of, you know, go into, you know, what's been the best moment that you've had covering, you know, with sports center. And <laughs> some of the be- some of the best moments that you've had, you know, in-, in this, because there's there there's had to be some. I mean, I mean, I don't know where to start. I mean, to be totally honest with you, I could, I could, um, just today was probably I had a best moment just doing Friday fun day with Hannah with funny video and just going back and forth and vibing off of what we see. Um, I don't necessarily say like, you know, covering the, covering the NBA finals was and, and covering, going to the Super Bowl. I, I, I honestly, stuff like that is great. And stuff like that, that I've been able to do is fantastic, but the best moments are the things that happen every day when I lose a shot sheet and have to regroup and my co-anchor laughs at me and just little things like that. And there, there's so many of those that, um, that give me my, my best days or best moments. So it's kind of hard to narrow them down. 
I mean, you know, when you look at, you know, moments that, you know, and I mean, I've had, I mean, I've had some too. It's like, you know, these going to these big events, you know, like for the first time, it's good for me because, you know, most of them I hadn't, you know, really done yet so far, but um, you got to think with um, we're, you know, cause we're heading into, you know, with March Madness and the masters and all that, we're, we're coming up on some, you know, pretty good times in, in, in the sporting world right now. What's been the most exciting thing that, you know, that that's happened in, you know, this week, of course, the biggest surprise was JJ Watt going to the Cardinals. Um, yeah, that was a surprise. Well, see, I don't know if that was the biggest surprise. I mean, the, the biggest surprise could have been um, what Greg McDermott said to his team that got him suspended. I mean, this is really 2021 and we're using that kind of language. Um, that kind of surprised me. That did. So, yeah, I mean, every, every, every day I was surprised. Well, I guess I wasn't surprised that uh, the, the Pistons um, and Blake Griffin with, got the buyout because yeah. I mean, that really, I, I mean, I'm in Detroit, so it's yeah, really and it's kind of expected. Yeah. Um, lots of surprises, daily surprises. Yeah. Um, the NBA let's go to that how fun is it cover how fun is it covering the nba because it feels like you know there's you know you have all these teams moving around you have you have this team and then you have you know these a certain few teams and then you have everybody else what what is what's it like you know you're deep you've covered the nba a lot over the years what's been the biggest thing that you've kind of learned about yourself and covering learn about myself um I don't know if there's anything specifically that I've learned about myself. I've learned that while yes, in the NBA, you can, well, you think you can pick out who's gonna be in the playoffs at the beginning of the year and who's gonna be, make the championship round. Uh, and fortunately or unfortunately, a lot of times that comes true. But then even during that, you get particular runs like the Jazz are on right now like the Phoenix Suns are on right now, kind of expected the Nets to do what they're doing. Um, so I, I, I try to, um, what's the word, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, keep perspective. And I try to uh, think broadly instead of narrowly and I don't want to just look at the nets because if I just look at the nets and get caught up in the nets and the big three, then I miss what Phoenix is doing or I miss what Utah is doing. Yeah. So um, it has taught me to, 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 to look where I least expect something might happen because chances are something's going to happen. Right. Um, what you know i know there's a lot of people that want to get into you know broadcasting you know going to tv going to going to do all that stuff what's been the what is the biggest part of advice you would give to somebody going to medicine that was a joke <laughs> do something else besides television no nah, i would tell them to start early uh, if it's your passion start doing it. 
uh, I've had college seniors in their last semester ask me to help them, like, can you help me find an internship? I'm like, it's, it's too late. I mean, you should have done that in the eighth grade if this is what you want to do. I mean, start your networking, uh, write a blog, do a video blog, do your own newscast, a sportscast. Uh, start now practicing, writing, interviewing. Uh, Google the people that you like and check out their backgrounds and see what they had to do and to see if you have the stomach to do similar things. Um, I, I, I tell folks, I tell them all that stuff, but start early. Yeah. And if, if it's your passion, just go for it and, and do it. Work for free, volunteer, um, join organizations. I said network already, but yeah. you, have to, you have to immerse yourself and start as soon as, as soon as you know, that's when you should start. Yeah. I mean, I, I started, uh, well, I knew in the 11th grade off of a career aptitude test and I scored well in the area of interpersonal skills and the jobs underneath it. I think journalist was the, like the third one down. So I decided in the 11th grade, I was gonna be a journalist. Um, now, did I, I didn't maximize my intern possibilities in college. I only had one. Um, I did a little networking, I could have done more. Uh, if I'd have had someone to tell me, um, like I was kind of like trial and error because I was the only one. All the rest of my friends were in other fields and my parents didn't know anything about it. So I was kind of out on my own. Um, but I would also tell them people want to be a particular kind of, I want to be a sportscaster. I want to be a newscaster. I'm like, forget all that. No, you don't. You want to be a storyteller, period. You want to be a journalist, period because you never know where the job might be. You never know what you might have to do. You might not get to be a sportscaster and follow your dream out of college. News job might open up. So you might have to take that. So you use it to your advantage. You, you, you learn your interviewing, you practice your interviewing, you practice writing your packages and telling your stories and doing your live shots because at the core of it, it's all the same. The subject matter is just different, but the foundation the, the everyday function, the everyday writing and storytelling and interviewing and meeting deadlines, it's all the same. So just, just do it however and wherever you can do it. Yeah. I mean, I started when I was 21. So it was, uh, I mean, I'm 25 now and I've, you know, I'm still, you know, you still want to learn. You still like, you know, you still do things and then you learn things every day. That's been the biggest thing with me you know, as I've gone through, you know, I've met a ton of people that have helped me a lot from PR sides, broadcasters to really everyone that, that, that's gotten me through, you know, kind of this journey when you, cause you know, it, it's, it's cool to meet these people, but it's even cooler to have, you know, them kind of, you know, tell you what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. And I had that a lot early on in my career. And it was, it was, it was pretty good. So um, I also want to ask you about Tiger, of course, Tiger Woods. Mm -hmm. You know, I know if, if you saw that, that was, I, I don't know, people are awestruck at how he actually survived that. But it was a great commercial for the Genesis SUV, I tell you that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, obviously, Tiger's impact on the game of golf is one thing, but his impact on the world of sports 
is another. What what does Tiger Woods have that gets that just it, when he won the Masters, it just moves it moves nations as, as how someone described it to me. What has what has Tiger Woods meant to the sports world? Do you think? His dad said he was going to change the world. I can't remember the exact quote that uh, Mr. Earl Wood said, but he was groomed from a young age to be very special. Kind of like the Williams sisters, groomed at a young age to be very special by a very um, stubborn father. Kind of like the Jackson Five, it's it's the same kind of thing. Uh, My kid has talent and I'm going to see this talent through because no one can do it better than me. Yeah. I get it. I, I, I totally get it. Um, the, the Ball brothers and, and, and their family situation, their dad is like, these are my boys, they're gonna be great. I get it. I think it's beautiful. I think it's wonderful. I think it's fantastic. Um, Tiger has gotten people into golf. He's excited folks because he's just so good at it um, because his skin is brown um, because he was flamboyant. He knew he was good and, and wanted to destroy everyone in his path. And um, he, he honestly, he made the game, he made the game fun, made the game feel inclusive. Um, you know, sometimes it, it wasn't and depending on where you are, it's still not, but it, it made it feel inclusive. Um, and he, we love greatness. I mean, pick a sport, uh, our heroes, we, the people we look up to, they do, they do, they do superhuman things. That's what we, heck we, we are comic books. We make fantasy worlds because we just like that stuff. When it's real life, it's, it's even better. Uh, and then, you know, you get out on, on the golf course and you stripe a three wood, 290 yards. You're like, yeah, our tiger did that and I can do it too. I can't really do it, but I, maybe I could do it once. But, you know, he's, he's special. He can do it all the time. So there's a the relatability there thing. Um, it's, I, there's so much with Tiger that, that he's, He's just, um, he's just great. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, and then, you know, one of the first sports to come back from COVID was NASCAR. And of course, you know, as NASCAR came back and, you know, addressed, you know, with, with you know, with obviously coming back from COVID and then dealing, because they, because when this, when, you know, when the movement kind of started, no one was really in action because baseball, NBA, NHL were all not playing yet. When, you know, when, of course, I'm talking about Bubba Wallace, what have you been impressed about with, you know, with him and everything that, you know, that he's done and everything that NASCAR has done in this, in this past year? Dealing with Bubba and the whole diversity thing. Is that where you're going? Yes. Um, I think NASCAR has really made an effort to diversify the sport. Uh, It's to be commended. I think um, Bubba's perseverance, um, because 
to put yourself in a place where you don't necessarily see yourself, but you know you can do it. Uh, there's, that's, that takes a special person. So just the fact that um, he's followed in the footsteps of, of other black drivers. Um, it's, it's, it's fantastic to see, but it's frustrating to see because, and I thought about this today, um, because we had uh, the news of like the NFL just hired its first black female referee. Right. And we got the, came across in the newsroom and we were like, there hasn't been a black female referee already. It feels like there has been. We're like, I don't know. We did a search. No, she's checked. She's the first one. And I'm thinking, wow, that's great. But simultaneously, that's really sad. It's freaking 2021. And we're still doing these firsts based on the color of folks' skin. I mean, okay, great to celebrate, but we really need to do some introspection. What the hell is wrong with us? What took so long? And why does it continue to take so long for certain things? I mean, why is there a pipeline for sports for some folks and not others? I mean, why? Why, why, why is it, why? Why do we continue to do this to ourselves? Why? Then we want to celebrate it first, but we don't dig into it and dig into why, why it is the first. Well, it's the first because, well, there haven't been any others. Well, why haven't been in there any others? And then they, we, you talk about things that are uncomfortable, folks don't like to talk about, but we talk about it anyway because it's not going away. It's there. It's truth. And I just, it's, it's great, but it's, it's frustrating at the same time. Because there's just so many things that we need to we need to deal with as human beings in this country in particular as Americans, um, then we need to get a little uncomfortable. Like Emmanuel Acho, we need to have some uncomfortable conversations, and we need to think about them, yeah. and we need to act on them. So, um, sorry for rambling. I can do that. You're good, man. <laughs> you are all good. Um, <laughs> This is this is why this is why you're such a great guest because you know you're you're not afraid to say what you have to say, so. No, well, thank you. Um, you know, most importantly, I think did you did you ever think that you would have as much success as you have that, oh, that you had no. in your career, dude? No, heck no. I didn't see any of this. I mean, I didn't either. No. For me. Um. Yeah, I, I remember, I shucks, starting in radio, working for free. That's, and then, you know. That's what I started my first few years doing. Yeah, working up, working my way up, gaining, gaining uh, skills and building my foundation and making a whole lot of mistakes, deciding that it wasn't for me and trying to quit and then that didn't work and having to go back and try again. Um, no, I didn't see any of this. I'm very blessed, very fortunate um, to to meet some great people, to have help from a lot of great people, to be in the situations where there were situations that were coming open, uh, the, the relationships, the timing, it's, it's been a, it's, um, all of it plays a part, all of it plays a part. 
And, but no, I never saw any of this, uh, but it's been great. Yeah. I was talking to um, my wife the other day. We, we drove past ESPN. I said, oh, look, there's ESPN. I've worked there for 18 years. And then I thought about it. I went, oh my God, we've been here 18 years. I, did, I didn't see that coming. It, and it just, it just happened. And it's been a fantastic ride. And I'm not ready for the ride to be over. I'm gonna put a couple more quarters in the ride so it keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not ready. I mean, this is my fifth year doing this. I'm just getting started. Congratulations. Yes, keep going. That's how, uh, that's how, that's how I seriously look at it. But anyway, hey, Jay, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with, uh, talk with me today. Let's have you on again sometime because you never, you're, always a, you're always a fun guest to be on. And I've always respected you and your work um, at ESPN. And uh, thank you for doing this, seriously. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you.